0: All right, let's try this thing again. Uh, Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, everybody. Had some technical difficulties yesterday. We're back. We've just been uh, hamming it up for the last half hour or so. No problems. I think we're good to go. We have an entire weekend to talk about, including uh, this culmination of an Avalanche road trip, which went perfectly. So we'll talk about that. And we're going to talk about the Bruce Boudreaux firing and kind of gear it towards the avalanche. You'll understand what we're talking about when we get to it. A lot to get to on today's episode of Locked On Avalanche. It's coming at you right now.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Locked On Avalanche. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, L O P underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. Um, like we said in the beginning, we will be discussing in a roundabout way the, the Bruce Boudreaux firing um, and, and why that kind of makes me really appreciate the avalanche more. Talk about that. We'll get to that in a little bit. But we want to start with really kind of what, what we wanted to talk about yesterday um, was this Colorado avalanche road trip. And they continue to really have turned this thing around so quickly. You know, nobody, you, you jokingly were tapping your microphone and like, yeah, I'm hitting the panic button. And I wasn't there yet. But I think, you know, the, the, with the speed that they've turned this around, it's amazing how far away that losing streak and just not playing well seems right now. And when you go on the road and whether it's for, for three games or, or, five or six games like you know okay let's say minimally three games If you have a two-game road trip eh, that's whatever but when you go three games two of them where teams are playing relatively well with calgary and seattle and then you go to vancouver and while they are struggling you know you, you they one of your worst losses of the year so you kind of avenge that but then you go to seattle and and a team that at the time that they played them i believe was still in first place And that was a a fun, exciting game, and you pulled it out. And you are you are now, as of recording this, one point back of Minnesota, right in the Mm standings. So I I don't. It's just it's just a great feeling and a good turnaround for a team that you knew could play like this. And the quality of play it's it's incredible. Like we we were just
1: lamenting. Over losing 7 of 8. And now we're on a 5 game winning streak. And it's uh, the quality of wins. And the. It, it's, it makes that losing streak feel like. It was a last season thing. <laughs> like this feels like the avalanche season has begun. We are finally watching avalanche hockey. And. You're not talking about the injuries. Or who's not doing what. Everybody's working together as a unit. And during that losing streak. Of this losing 7 of 8. We are talking about just the individual efforts. And if they could just play with cohesion, because you knew what this team could do and you're seeing what this team can do and you're seeing mm-hmm. stellar play out of both goalies. And this is also without yeah. Kale McCarr. Yep. Over the weekend. <laughs> so like, yeah. it's, it's now not only are we winning games, we're winning games without key pieces. And we're kind of showing off that we could do it.
0: Yeah. And the Kale McCarr thing is, uh, I know he, practiced um, in a full contact jersey for practice. Um, but don't contact him, please. No, I, I love when people say that, like it's a full contact, like they're just going around bashing each other in practice. <laughs> like, <nah. laughs> um, But, you know, that is the the label of it. So that's what we use. Um, but Bednar didn't commit to him playing um, against Washington. It was one of those things like, yeah, hey, we'll see how he feels in the morning. And we'll go from there. I, I would have to think, like, man, like he, he, he's he's so durable with the the minutes that he plays on the ice, and having three games much longer. I mean, that's just the games he's had yeah. almost a week off. Um, you would have to think, like, he's he's a, going from he could play that first game in Calgary, and it was just it it was a day to day thing, and it's just like, oh, wait and see, and then oh, maybe he plays in Vancouver. And then, no, we'll, we think we'll definitely play in Seattle. And now it just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. I don't know if that's concerning or it's just maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's like we're just being cautious um, and we're playing well. So take more time. Uh, it's look, Honestly, when you're you have a winning streak like you do, you're beating the
1: teams that you are. You're scoring the goals at the rate that you are. There's no real need to rush Kale McCarr back, who's been averaging anywhere from 27 to 30 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Like two games, he's playing an entire game on ice by himself. Mm-hmm. And if he's getting a couple extra days to rest and Kale McCarr time, because we're got to talk like dog years when it comes to Kale McCarr time. Like three extra days is like an extra week and a half <laughs> vacation for Kale McCarr.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So honestly, let him rest a little bit. There was no real need for him, and you wanted to kind of. Uh, again pointing back to that seven of eight that we lost we pointed out the defense looking terrible take away their lifeline take away kale mccarr for a little bit make everybody else step up hmm. and i think you're seeing that a little bit
0: yeah i i mean i get that but that's kind of been the mantra all year because people have been missing left and right and it's sure. like hey, you step up and and you haven't really got it but you are you, you, you at least in the past handful of games you are now um want will talk about Seattle a little bit, and because they're they're kind of one of those teams where it's just like, what are we really getting from Seattle? Is is this is this are they a legit contender, being in the position they are, uh, in the standings? Like I said, I think they were in first when that game <clears throat> happened. Since then, they're a pointer or so behind Vegas, I think. <laughs> um, either way, they're in a spot not a lot of people thought they were. Does and, and we've talked about them a little bit um, on here and Adam and I talk about them quite a bit on Lockdown NHL. And my thing with them is is still goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, are you impressed with them? Like, do you feel like they can continue this for the duration of the season? I feel like they're they're gonna you know they're in a really good spot to make the playoffs. I don't think they'll have a yeah. free fall to make the playoffs. But okay, so then go from there on. Could they do some damage if they do get into the playoffs? You, and, and what did you see from them in the game against the Avalanche? The short answer
1: is yes. This team is... I like how they're built, and I did some advanced watching on Seattle because they played the Devils. Um, hmm. I wanted to see what they would do against New Jersey and how that would translate against Colorado. And how Seattle is built, it's almost like a store brand Boston Bruins. Like They know exactly what they are. they They don't try and like get too flashy to, and they don't have like a central star. Anybody could be the star any night. Yes. The goaltending isn't that great, but there is not a one guy on the poster like McDavid. There's not your like Johnny hockey in Columbus. Like it's, it's Mm a, it's a complete team, even though they might not be winning every night, they are going to challenge you. They did the same for beat them, uh, beat the devils. In overtime, he was a scratch against Colorado, and that Seattle team played exactly the same way. Took Colorado overtime, except we were victorious in that game. Seattle scares me when it comes to their belief in their self and what they have on ice. I'd like to see what this team looks like in another month or so, especially after the trade deadline. That mm-hmm. really interests me, but... I was very pleased to see how Colorado responded to Seattle.
0: Yeah, I think i they they need a superstar. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and and I, maybe they have a couple like budding ones. I I think Maddie Berniers is going to be a star. He's he's going and to be he's going to be. And and when he went number two, and nothing against Owen Power, I, I think Owen Power is going to be a, a a fine NHLer. I was just thinking. You know where 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 boss or excuse me, where Buffalo was just complete retooling at that time, It was like you need some like someone who gets the butts in the seats and then gets the butts out of the seats when they make incredible plays. And you get that more from the forward position than you do from the defense position. That's right. why I was shouting for uh, Buffalo to take Beners, and you can see it. Like he he is he's a year or two away from really just being that guy on Seattle. But you watch Seattle play and it's it's a similar style to the Avalanche. True. They they are a fast team. They're not they're not looking to to just beat you into the ground. I mean like physically. Yep. They're not gonna beat you. They can match you if they need to, they will match you physically. And I, I think you know, when you look at the stats between the Abs and um, the the Kraken for this game, they're almost identical. <laughs> you know, twenty seven shots on goal, face offs were forty seven to fifty three in favor of the Kraken, right around that uh, magic number once again for the Abs. But um, only only four penalty minutes per team. Your hits, twenty four to twenty six in favor of the Kraken. It's just they they play. They play a very similar style. And, and I think the only difference right now is the goaltending, like the Avalanche take took chances with their goaltending. Yeah. Um, and it's working out. Yeah. And it's not right now for the Kraken. So I feel like that's the only difference because I don't know. I I I just I don't think they can do a ton this year in the postseason, just because. They, they haven't been there. I know they have some guys that have, but as a team, I don't know. I just don't feel like they can can rally the troops and go for a long run. I, I don't see it, but at least for this game, like they will give you this. They will give you games like this throughout the rest of the season. And who knows when you get to the playoffs, but I, I, I was just impressed by the abs in that crowd. It's a very good environment. And from everything I'm hearing, Avalanche fans showed up. Yeah. In Seattle. So stick taps to the Avalanche fans for showing up there. Um, But it was an entertaining game, man. It was a really entertaining game. A lot of back and forth. Um, The overtime was a tad boring thanks to Seattle. They just – they did not – I think that's what happens when teams play the Avalanche in overtime. Really any team, you know, because there's a lot of ice to be had in overtime, but particularly the Avalanche because they have speed and they have playmakers. They had a couple – Sammy G, with an opportunity, couldn't put it home. But overall, uh, a, a great game. And, um, you know, the move by, by McKinnon mm-hmm. on the shootout was fantastic.
1: And I, I completely agree with what you say about <laughs> Seattle being mm-hmm. built like Colorado. It's almost like the alternate timeline of, like, when you set up your goalie tandem as, like, Chris uh, Dreger, Philip Grubauer, and Martin Jones on paper— mm-hmm. You really like that, but you're not getting the performances that the Avalanche command out of Yorgiev, Francos, and Jojo. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the caliber of players on the team. Colorado's more established. They've been playing together longer. Seattle's building. In a couple years, you might see the same success that Colorado's getting in Seattle, but you're catching the Kraken at the right time right now.
0: It's weird that you say that. Kraken the Kraken are building. Yeah, they are, but they're over the, you know they're exceeding expectations right now
1: yeah they are they're building but they are finding success earlier than anticipated
0: yeah yeah I think people expected improvement yeah. from last year which wouldn't have been hard to do
1: playoffs was uh 50-50 yeah so it looks like they're gonna be there commandingly
0: but to be at the top of the standings right now um they, they were they were feeling good and the avalanche went in went in and, and took one from them so um overall like yeah it's it's a complete role reversal for the avalanche within uh, a short amount of time. So you got to feel good about that. All right. Uh, We are going to hear from our all new sponsor here in FanDuel. And then uh, we're going to get to the Bruce Boudreaux firing. And uh, like I said in the beginning, why that makes us appreciate the avalanche even more so. But we have our brand new sponsor and that is FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. And we are very excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they are the number one sports book in America. And that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They even have or excuse me, they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy right now. New customers can join today and get started with a one hundred and fifty dollar Allowance and free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. How's that, man? You place a a five. I mean, geez. Where else can you say, here's $5, give me $150 back? Um, FanDuel. I think that's the only place that you can do it. I mean, you can't do it at the gas pump. I know that. No. (laughs) That'd be nice. All you have to do is sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, and you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. And this weekend, obviously, we have some NFL games going on. Uh, what was your what was your Super Bowl prediction? You, you uh, were... I, I said Bills Eagles, and I'm halfway going to be there. Halfway there. <clears throat> I mean, I would. I didn't say I was hoping for Jaguars and Giants. That's clearly not going to happen. So yeah. I would I would have enjoyed that, but I, right now I think we're going Cincy Eagles. Mm. Like we're going to go Cincy Eagles. So I think that sh- that could be that could be a, I think. If, since if if the Eagles go, no matter who goes out of the AFC, I think it's going to be an entertaining Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I want just yep. the Eagles there. Yeah. So uh, all on the FanDuel app, it is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so a lot has been made of the Bruce Boudreaux firing in Vancouver, and I think everybody outside of uh, the suits over at Vancouver thinks this was just handled incredibly poorly by Vancouver. Um, the, the writing was on the wall forever, not by really anything Bruce was doing wrong. I mean, the team wasn't performing well, but the, you know, the, the owner and the GM are just saying things where it's like, okay, just fire the guy. Yeah. But, and, and that, that's going to happen. You know, coaches come and go, and, and it's kind of, you know, a thankless job if you're not winning. But I think, you know, with, with him, it's like the guy they wanted to hire, apparently, you know, Rick Tockett, who was working for TNT, could he, he basically had to put like a four week notice in from what i'm hearing with TNT before he could leave them so that's who they wanted that's who they they targeted and they just left bruce hanging for all that time until Tockett could, could get you know put put his notice in and then they went out and hired him um oh by the way they did bring in um adam foot too as an assistant which kind of makes avalanche fans maybe a little a little angry with that. Not that he's to me. It's not that he's he's coaching another team. There's been so many Avalanche players who are now coaching other teams, uh, but I just enjoyed listening to him on altitude. Yeah. So that's going to be missed. So the, the 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 kind of like the point that I'm trying to get to here is yes, that was completely handled terribly by Vancouver, and they've been doing this for the last ten years, where they're just going through coaches. And it really, it made me like really appreciate how the avalanche do business. Yeah. And, and as I'm like growing up, like remember we always say like, I don't really have any like, I personally like don't have a favorite player just because players move around all all the time in in sports now. And it's tough to get attached to a player. And I just root more for a team. And it's almost, right. Yeah, exactly. So it's almost like I, I root for the team and I root for how they are run. Yep. Oddly enough, and the way the Avalanche are run right now, they would never do that in a million years to Jared Bednar. If things weren't going well for the Avalanche, they would handle it the proper way. Now, there's a number of ways you can do that. We'll get to that, but are, are, I mean, I, I've got to believe that you're feeling kind of the same way as I am. Like, I I really appreciate how the Avalanche are run as a franchise.
1: Oh, my goodness. Like, when you see... Not only that, and then them reaching out to Elliot Friedman and telling them, "Hey, this is your fault that it got this nasty because you had to do the reporting on this." Like for <laughs> management to go after the guy that's breaking the story and say, "Hey, things get nasty here because of you," and then go out and no. you make the comments that you do. Like that's that's it's it's bush league. That's mm. minor league. Like you're an NHL franchise, an organization, if you will. And when you look at how things are run. In Colorado, uh, we've, we've been talking about Bednar. Like, he was a minor league coach when he was brought in here. They did mm-hmm. their research, they knew exactly what they wanted out of Bednar. They stuck to their guns.
0: They, they like, could have got rid of him easily after that first year. That was after a disaster the first year.
1: year. Um, and then it became the second round. Is that's that's this team can only get to the second round, they just can't make it past. Like, is this going to be your identity? We can move on. We can move forward. We can go another route. They yeah. could have... There's been so many times they could have pulled the plug on the Bednar experience, experience experiments, and they didn't. They stuck to their guns, and so they've been behind him the whole way. The messaging has been, we support Bednar, and you never hear anything come out of SACIC management-wise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quiet. And there's no circus. There's no... When head coaches come up or down or even like it's it's quiet and then when you see how different teams are run you just kind of sit in the silence just smile a little bit because it's yeah. easy to be a fan in colorado
0: yeah i just don't you know there, there's so many i don't say so many but there, there are coaches in the nhl and um you know other sports they're, they're kind of like like stopgap coaches and they're just like I feel yeah. like like Tortorella is one of those guys, you know what I mean? Like I'm not saying he's a bad coach and I don't agree with how he handles things, but he knows hockey. You know what I mean? Like he, and he does get guys to to play to the best of their ability and capability, but he makes some questionable, you know, decisions here and there. I get that. And, and his anger, I don't, I'm, whatever. We can talk about that a whole nother show, but I feel like teams bring him in when when do you feel like when John Tortorella takes a head coaching job, he's going to be there for the duration? Like, yeah, he's going to he's he's going to write out his entire contract. Like, it just doesn't. And I feel kind of feel bad for him in that in that sense. But you bring in guys like that as a stopgap, and the Avalanche. Like, I think some people thought maybe like that Bednar would have done was going to be that guy because it was sh- such short notice after Wa decided to leave, and they had to fill the role. And it's tough to get a, a big name in a short amount of time like that. So they went to the HL. I don't believe that's what the Avalanche were trying to do. I really feel like that how this all turned out is exactly how they wanted it to and thought it would from the beginning. And if you and if it's not going that way, like we said, they could have cut ties with him after that first year. But does that not speak to their belief in their system and and their their protocol and how they were hiring him to begin with? They're like, we got to give him another chance. And I don't think anybody would have really faulted them if they wanted to. But they're like, no, we're going to we're gonna stick with this guy. But let's just play the what-if game. If they did, say it was during the year. Say, say during like the, his second year. We'll give him another shot. And during the second year, it's off to another terrible start. Well, the first year, believe it or not, was not off to a terrible start. It got horrible as the year went on. They, they started off very well in, the, in that first year with him. Um, but say the second year. Gets off to a bad start, and you have to fire him mid-season. There's ways to do it, like you you promote an assistant or something like that yeah. while you find the other guy. Yeah. You don't leave him in the lurch and just keep dangling him around, having to field these questions day in and day out of what's your step. Like that's horrible. Yeah, that is horrible. And Vancouver has been doing this for years now. And I, if I was Adam Foot, I don't know why I would want to go there and coach because. Your job, he's been there for a day, and your job's already on the line as an assistant. You know, look how miserable uh, uh, Tangay is in Detroit. (laughs) Yeah. Is is he, is he, yeah? Like,
1: he, there's no, like, I get you're trying to get your foot in the door when it comes to coaching, but is this where you want to go and make a name? I don't know. You just saw how everything went before you, and you're brand new. This is Bruce Boudreaux. Like, he, He's a legend, and everybody loves him. He's a everybody nice, kind, him. gentle guy, a wrestling fan. Like, how can you not yeah. hate the guy? Like, <laughs> And then you're going to go in there, and this is your first time. How long is your leash? Like, what are you expecting if things don't go great? Like, I I don't know yeah. if I could have
0: <laughs> took that job. I mean, it, it, it seems like they, like Tuckett's a guy that, like, his style. It was all about style of play. They don't like how Bruce's style. They don't like how he handles the players. They wanted someone that's more like a Tortorella guy. Honestly, it's kind of what they were looking for. Okay, fine. Like, I'm not saying you should have held on to to Bruce Boudreaux. If you you wanted to to get rid of him because, you know, the team's not playing well, it's still a very short amount of time that he was there, just over a year. But they were playing so well for him last year.
1: That's the thing that really gets me. That's that's what really bothers me.
0: So I, I don't know. Like it's just uh, it made me think of like, man, like I, I really feel like I'm lucky that, you know, the yeah. team that I, I follow seems like they have their front office together. Um, and honestly, I'm going to say this too. And some people are like, oh, you're crazy. It goes for the the Broncos as well. <laughs> yeah, they had a bad year. But I always say this, like when, when people are like, oh, you know, uh, Russell Wilson's washed up or – you know the hackett hiring was terrible when it happened nobody was complaining about it it didn't work out well and yeah. that's fine that that's what you do like okay how the broncos handled that is how vancouver should have handled bruce boudreau yep it, it didn't like you, everybody loved when they traded for russell wilson nobody was sitting here saying super bowl favorite trade yeah nobody was saying that's a terrible trade through the course of the season, he didn't play well. Now that's all fair game to say, but don't go back and say like, "Oh, I was it was bad." We should have never traded for him to begin. With. Y'all yeah. loved it, and the same thing with Hackett. It was it, you liked the hire. It didn't work out. You move on. Um, I don't know. It, it it's rubbing a lot of, of Avalanche or not Avalanche NHL fans the wrong way and how it was hired or uh, how it was handled, and um, I. I I can't wrap my head around like if you're a Vancouver fan, how how you feel about it. And they're about to have a, a yard sale with other players, and you're just rooting for for the team that who's ever playing for them right now, just to not completely <clears throat> implode.
1: Also speaks to the caliber of player that, coming from Vancouver. Also not sticking up for your coach when asked. Mm. Like that's 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 something you yeah, have that's to look at. I didn't hear a lot of. You players, sure did yeah. not. You didn't, it, there was no, oh, we're back in Bruce. It's great to hear the fans supporting. No, it was, mum's the word. So, that's, that's I, I, Pepperidge Farm remembers.
0: <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Um, uh, were you looking at that Vancouver situation and thinking of the th- same thing that Colin and I were, it's, uh, we are appreciative of, of Sackick and McFarlane and even the Cronkies. And a lot of people don't like them. You know, they're a rich family, but they kind of stay out of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they own the team and they have the billions, but they just let, you know, Sakik and McFarlane run the team the way they need to run the team and just get out of the way. So, yeah, that's where we're at. All right, let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, let's hear from Athletic Greens, and then we will uh, quickly wrap up with uh, the game against Washington. So, Athletic Greens, we talk about it all the time because Kyle and I just had a birthday. Well, Kyle just had a birthday. I have a birthday coming up, and we're getting older in age. And when you get older in age, you're worried about your gut health. I mean, you're starting to feel not so good in the morning, that not-so-fresh feeling in the morning. Yes. And Kyle's, Kyle's doing the amen, right? Now. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we've been taking athletic greens, and you got to say, the stuff works. What is it? It's one scoop of AG1. In your morning water, you really can take it any time of the day, but usually oh, yeah. in the morning is the best time to take it. And you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, even your aging, Kyle, everything that's important to you. It's lifestyle friendly so you if you're on the keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or even gluten free it's good for you there and contains less than 1 gram of sugar no gmo so there's now no nasty chemical or artificial taste actually tastes really good excellent we're not just saying that it's a yeah. really good tasting juice drink more I always say this, it's got like the green like the dark green grass but it's more like a fruit juice yeah it's it's, m- it's more fruity flavor yeah and it costs less than three dollars a day so when you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your coffee habit and kyle and i were just talking about that before we start about our coffee habits or our caffeine habits we should say yeah kyle's got the guilty face uh right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, man. So uh, avalanche back at it against the Washington Capitals. Uh, Alex Ovechkin comes to town. Never heard of him. Uh, uh, I've, I've heard he's good. Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find worsen. out. Uh, believe you know when, when he when he scored the 800th goal, they had the chart of all the teams that he scored against. The Avalanche. I mean, he's a Western, you know, Avalanche are West, and he's so the Avalanche were going to be down on that list, but they were like. Second to last, I think Arizona was last, and I think the Avalanche were right above them. I'll so, take it. Hey, you know who cares? We only play them a couple times a year. I'll take that. I'll take that action. So, um, so here I was looking at where did it go. Um, I was looking at the Capitals' last handful of games. Mm. Uh, they they are on a pattern right now, <laughs> sir. So let me go back. This is like sixteen games ago. Um, and it start well. It starts with the New York Rangers, but the the Rangers game that they played, they won that game, and that was the last of a five game winning streak that they had. They're actually playing really, really well. They had a they had a five game winning streak, and then a loss, and then another five game winning streak. So they were like ten and one. But since then, with that last Ranger game, I think I said like sixteen games ago. It's gone win-loss, 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 win. Two losses in a row, but those two losses in a row were to the same team in Philadelphia as they played a home-and-home. So they've continued that pattern, and then another win-loss, win-loss. So that's kind of bad for the Avalanche because uh, they're due for a win. Yeah, <laughs> But they, 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 were, they were playing very, very well, Washington was. And not that they're not right now, but they just can't seem to get into a a winning streak. And where have we heard that before? Mm. Um, but it's like, yeah, they they play a good game and then they follow it up with a loss, and then they play a good game and then they lose again. So they're they are just up and down right now, and it kind of shows, um, in the standings 25, 18, and 6, 56 points. They are fourth right now in the Metropolitan. Uh, a single point behind the rangers but the ranger i don't think that's updated the rangers just one so they are probably in the let's see the capitals did not play on monday so yeah they're probably three points behind them now so you don't know what you're gonna get with Mm -hmm. this team right now and especially it's
1: hard to think of the capitals as a pretty good team especially with what you saw last year Like they're just, you always think of the Capitals as the Ovechkin show and who else? Yeah. But the Capitals, they have
0: Darcy Kemper. Never heard of him. He's the goalie. Leading the league in shutouts, by the way. uh, Where was that last year, Darcy? I love you, but
1: come on. They also have Dylan Strom. A lot of people forget about that because we're not really glued in on the Capitals. They have Dylan Strom. They also have my boy, Nick Dowd. Alabama boys stick together. It's the only boy from Alabama to play in the NHL since mm. 1930. So, anyway, and they also, if you've been watching the waiver wire, they also have Sonny Milano.
0: I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this team
1: is constructed a little differently than what you might think of the Capitals as yes, it's Ovechkin and a bunch of players
0: and Capitals sweaters. No, nope. this is a pretty good team it's not it's not a bad team no it's so funny like everything that you just see with them and you look at stats and everything it's right where they they are in the standings kind of like middle of the road like but Mm -hmm. they could be yeah you know a little bit higher you know you just look at the the player stats obviously ovechkin leads them um in points in 48 games he's got 52 points so you know that that's good that's good but that's you know that's right just over a point per game for him he's usually a little bit higher than that um and then that is it he's the only point per player game on washington and it's not relatively close uh, evgeny kuznetsov is next he's got 48 games played and 40 points so it's not like he has like 46 and a good a good uh, game will put him at the one point per game like and then it, obviously it drops off from there. So, um, and then from him, it goes to Strom at 35 points in 48 games. So, yeah, I mean, they, they have guys that can put it together. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of those middle of the road guys, which is not a bad thing. But when you have that, it's where you're going to kind of be in the standings. And when it goes for um, like their special teams and stuff like that. um. Let me see where were they like like Points They're 7th in game. penalty kill. They're 7th in That's the penalty That's the only kill. thing right. 7th in penalty kill like your their their goals per game, they're at 3.18 which is just above right in the middle. Um what's their power I think their power play is is 19th. down it's, low. Yeah. yeah. Their power play percentage right now is at 20.5. <clears throat> so this is not an elite team. It's not a bottom feeding team. This is your like quintessential team where you don't know what you're going to get right in the middle. You got to be ready for these teams because they can turn it on or it could be a dud. And just because we're,
1: we're 29th in faceoffs, uh, Washington is 17th. So everybody's going to be better.
0: So how much better? <laughs> just, it's going to be a. 46 to 54 per, for face-off percentage in this game, not in favor for the avalanche. So um yeah, we'll see. Oh, it's always fun when Ovechkin comes to town, obviously. So uh, Ooh, uh you can, would we think, have, can we have yeah. grade
1: eight versus our grade eight?
0: We we should. Let's hope. Let's mm. hope. So uh we'll see. We'll watch, we'll enjoy. Uh let's just don't let Ovechkin add to that number.
1: You th- you think we've had enough game tape on this Ovechkin guy that we could <laughs>
0: do something about him, but apparently we can't. I mean, on the power play, you think Nathan McKinnon is at home on that left side. Watch out, Ovechkin. He redefined that that location on the ice during the power play. So,
1: Hey, if you're going to the game, treasure the moment. Ovi is mm-hmm. going to be an all-timer. So oh, yeah. Yep. cherish it.
0: All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. We will be back tomorrow to break down the Avalanche and the Capitals and, of course, have a sound check for you as well. So, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. Enjoy the game. We'll see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.